1: abortion until birth how does that sound today was the day for the march for life down in washington i haven't been able to get a, a, an accurate number for a crowd estimate but there were thousands at the rally and they marched to the supreme court and i wouldn't expect it to get a lot of coverage from the non-fox media but we'll see meanwhile vice president mike pence made a surprise appearance and he actually appeared on ben shapiro's radio
2: show
3: Can you talk for a couple of minutes about the importance of the March for Life, why the March for Life matters, and why
2: this issue ought to matter to all Americans? Well, it just, uh, you know, it, it, it is an extraordinarily important event. You think 46 years ago this month, a majority of the Supreme Court of the United States turned its back on the unalienable right to life, and here, nearly a half century later, uh, generations of Americans have come together to say, no, we are going to put the sanctity of life back at the center of American law. And I believe in our lifetime we will accomplish
1: well, that's not happening in New York. Have you heard what's happening up there? Uh, you know about the mayor of New York uh, City, de Blasio. He has a plan, plan for everybody, including illegal aliens, to get health care. And then uh, there's Governor Andrew Cuomo. He says there will be no budget unless his abortion bill is passed. This guy was raised a Catholic, and here's what his law says. Every individual, notice it be, It says, uh, it doesn't say woman, because as we know, uh, men can have babies too now. But every individual who becomes pregnant has the fundamental right to choose to carry the pregnancy to term, to give birth to a child, or have an abortion. The New York Senate had been controlled by Republicans. And that had, they had stopped the bill from passing for the last several years, but the Democrats took over there in November. The New York legislature is expected to approve this law on January 26th, which, which happens to be the 46th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. It allows abortion for any reason, including economic or familial health. Uh, when Cuomo made the announcement, guess who was by his side? Hillary Clinton. And after the break, we'll talk to an expert on abortion and abortion law from the Heritage Foundation. Meanwhile, you've probably heard about the, uh, the BuzzFeed bombshell that's been all over the news today. A guy named Jason Leopold is one of two reporters on the story. He says he has proof that Donald Trump told his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about his dealing with the Russians. Even CNN had serious questions about Leopold, who had a story back in 2006 that said Carl Rove was about to be indicted. Of course, he never was, and he's had lots of problems with the truth and maybe even some problems with plagiarism. So before everybody decides that this is another one of those, this is the beginning of, uh, you know, this is the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency moments, they might want to, you know, wait. We'll have more on that later. Also, another law being proposed in the nanny state to protect people from their bosses who bother them after work. And I'm not kidding. A law to prevent your boss from asking you to answer an email at home after work hours we'll talk about that and also about a quarterback who might be a center fielder but probably is choosing baseball because according to the new york daily news that's new york again baseball is racist we'll have all that when uh, later on in the show stick around obamacare trump care
3: All right, so you're for PatriotMobile.com. Patriot Mobile wants to know, what's your New Year's resolution? Why not find a better fit for your values? Big Mobile funds the big left. Donates to causes like Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile does just the opposite. They donate to conservative causes every time you pay your bill. Wouldn't you rather fund pro-life, religious freedom, and Second Amendment right groups with every call you make? It's easier to switch to Patriot Mobile. Most people save money, and they know that their hard-earned dollars are working to make America great again. Bring your own phone, keep your own phone number, buy a new phone, whatever it takes. Now is the time. Make a New Year's resolution to stop spending money with companies that contradict your values. Plus, visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash you to get your activation fee waived. Or mention Hugh when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Make a New Year's resolution today. Join the revolution. Patriotmobile.com forward slash you. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Mention Hugh. Get the activation fee waived. Switch to Patriot Mobile today.
4: The IRS finally
3: caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie
4: was in deep trouble.
3: We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck.
4: Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over a half billion dollars for their clients.
3: Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore and i'm able to live a comfortable life a better life it was because of optimal tax
4: for tax help you can trust call optima now for a free consultation take it from Louie.
3: if you are the rs don't go to law give Optima tax a call they can
4: help you call 800-748-5713 800-748-5713 800-748-5713 optima tax relief testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
0: Well, as you probably know, the March for Life was in
1: Washington, D.C. today. It's all about abortion and putting an end to it. And um, I thought it would be a good idea to have somebody on who was an expert on that subject, and that would be Melanie Israel. She is a uh, associate a researcher for Devo Center for Religion and Civil Society at the Heritage Foundation. She joins us now. Melanie, thanks for being here.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: So first let me ask you uh, about the uh, March for Life today. Um, I haven't seen a lot of reports about it. Um, And the coverage has never been great for it from the from the networks, even Fox. I looked for stories on it today and I didn't watch all day, but I didn't see a lot about it. Do you know anything about what kind of success that they had and what the size of it?
5: Um, You know, thanks to things like social media, average everyday citizens are able to break through um, and get a chance to see what the mainstream media is not necessarily interested in showing. And I I saw just now um, a video showing that there are still, even three hours after the rally, there are still people walking down the streets of Washington D.C. on their way to the Supreme Court. So the, the, these are folks who have been out in the cold, braving the the snow and ice on the ground to march for life. Quite literally, all day.
1: Meanwhile, the women's march. I guess it's tomorrow. That they. Um, uh, I guess if you're uh, if you don't believe in abortion, they'd rather you not show up with their for their um, rally or march.
5: That's right, and you know I. <laughs> I'll make a bold prediction here. I I think we're going to see quite a contrast between today's March for Life, which was very um, open to people from all different walks of life, all different ages and political persuasions, but it's ultimately people who agree that we need to protect the most vulnerable and innocent among us, and it was a very positive environment, a very hopeful environment, whereas tomorrow at the Women's March, it's a very exclusionary group that has a very narrow vision, um, and if you don't agree with them, you're not welcome. And um, there's a lot of anger and vulgarity that I I think we'll see going along with that. So definitely a a tale of two marches.
1: Yeah, and the question is, and I don't disagree with you, but the question is how much the media, at least the non-Fox media, because if Fox doesn't do it, I don't think anybody will, but how much the media will um, point out that contrast, talk about it, you know.
5: Right, right. Right. And, you know, I, I think the media will um, probably focus on some of the um, unfortunate, unfortunate statements from Women's March leaders having to do with um, anti-Semitism. And, of course, it, it's nice to see the mainstream media catching on that um, there's definitely some less than savory views going on at the top of the Women's March. But, again, the overall coverage when you compare... It's a tale of two marches.
1: Yeah, and now and I I found it interesting today. I came across this story um, about what's happening in New York, which I'm sure you're aware with um, with Governor Cuomo. I mean, the headline of the story is, and this is from the Christian Post. So I, I understand that there's going to be some bias here, but um, and and I'm just reading you the, the headline: New York Governor Cuomo colon no budget unless abortion made legal for any reason until birth. Is that where we are now in New York?
5: It is. It is. You know, the the bill is crafted to give the appearance that it restricts late-term abortions after 24 weeks, but then when you actually look at the language, it has exceptions that are so broad that you can pretty much get an exception for anything.
1: So, um, so people like uh, uh, Governor Cuomo and Hillary Clinton, who was there... A few days ago, saying that she plans to help Governor Cuomo, um, you know, get it through. They, it's not. They're, they're, they, they don't necessarily want you to know exactly what they believe. In other words, they, they're they're for abortion, but they they would like you to believe that there are restrictions. But in their mind, there really shouldn't be, or they wouldn't be pushing bills like this.
5: Right, right. It's definitely um, careful word crafting going on. And I I think it's really amazing that they're proposing something so radical when just this week we had a brand new Marist poll come out that said 75% of Americans want to limit abortion to at most the first three months of pregnancy. And that includes uh, 6 in 10 of those who self-identify as pro-choice, and that includes 6 in 10 Democrats. Um so that's a, a pretty amazing margin to see what Americans actually think about abortion policy. And then comparing that to what we're seeing Governor Cuomo and people like Hillary Clinton pushing, the disparity is astounding.
1: Well, it's interesting, though, that, you know, those people are obsessed with polls and uh, have been known in the past to quickly change their uh, heartfelt opinions. Based on a poll that they saw in the last 15 minutes, I think a good example of that would be Barack Obama suddenly becoming um, pro-gay marriage after years of saying that he, you know, marriage was between a man and a woman. So I don't understand why, with abortion, why do you think that they are willing to um, go against what appears to be the grain here on something like that? Are they that zealous? Is it you know just about their their feelings about it?
5: You know, unfortunately, there are very um, well-funded groups like Planned Parenthood and Naral that have been making a um, very intentional effort for a number of years now to radicalize um, the left on the abortion is- issue. And again, they're they're very well-funded. They're very media savvy. They have all of those relationships with people in the mainstream media to be able to push this radical agenda. Um, But again, when you actually ask average everyday Americans, only 15% of them agree with um, the idea that women should be able to have an abortion for any reason at any point during pregnancy. And so I think continuing to remind um, policymakers of what Americans actually think, not just what these well-funded activist organizations think, is really going to be key here.
1: We're talking to uh, Melanie Israel. She's uh, from the, uh, a research associate at the Devo Center for Religion and Civil Society at the Heritage Foundation. So you you spend a lot of time on this subject. I'm just wondering. Um, I hope it's not an unfair question, but the, the the what is the percentage of abortions that are done, as far as we know, that are late term these days? Is it still happening a lot?
5: Um, you know, it it still happens, of course. Um, I think, especially in the age now where you can have a very early abortion simply by taking a, a pill, it doesn't even require a surgical procedure. That is where we see most abortions happening, but it's not where all abortions happen. And unfortunately the United States, unlike most other developed countries in the world, we don't have a formal nationwide abortion reporting system in place. We have estimates from the CDC. We have estimates from pro-abortion groups like the Guttmacher Institute, but we really don't have hard, accurate numbers on these procedures, and it it really puts us at a disadvantage. Not just of understanding exactly how many abortions are. Happening, But also in knowing the exact numbers of complications from abortions, because, of course, we know that the later the abortion is happening, the more dangerous it is, not just to the baby, obviously, but also to the woman.
1: You know, uh, yesterday I had um, one of the producers of the, the movie about Gosnell, I'm sure you're familiar with, um, yes. and um, she t- she, the, the stuff she told me, the things she said about how hard it was for her to get that movie made... And um, what she said about they they, they had it uh, playing in a theater in New York City and a theater in LA, and I think in Burbank, and it was doing great, getting good audiences, you know, putting put a lot of people in the seats, and both theaters just stopped running it after a week. Uh, and it would never happen with another movie. And you know, she had preceded that by telling me about how much trouble they had just getting any theaters to to, um, show the movie. And going back to what you were saying about how people, um, you know, going against the grain, um, and then she tells me that as of yesterday, it was like the, it was for, for a few days, up until just in the last couple of days, it was the number one movie on Amazon. So despite people doing everything they could, media, the movie industry itself, pr- trying to prevent this movie from being seen, it was seen by a lot of people and continues to be um, uh, at least uh, people seem to be, look interested in seeing it.
5: You know, it, it kind of goes back to that age-old um, adage that we see where you tell your kid not to touch something. Yeah. What do they want to do? They want right. to go and touch it. So unfortunately for the mainstream media, telling people we don't want you to see this is going to have the opposite effect than what they are really wanting.
1: Yeah, they would never have the guts to to say that, that we don't want you to see this. They just They have the power to just not let you see it. Um, And by not putting it in in theaters, Um, you wrote a piece uh, at the Heritage Foundation uh, last month uh, about the Supreme Court's uh, refusal to hear Planned Parenthood, uh, the, the Planned Parenthood case being a missed opportunity. What was that about?
5: Yes. So that was a case where it wasn't even directly associated with Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was indirectly involved with this case, and it had to do with a question of how states are allowed to have providers participate in their Medicaid programs. And of course, some states have been wanting to exclude Planned Parenthood from that program. Um, But of course, Planned Parenthood isn't necessarily the only organization that a state might want to exclude. And the Supreme Court denied hearing that case and justice thomas issued a a very scathing dissent essentially saying that the supreme court is not doing its duty because the abortion issue has become so toxic that they don't want to touch anything that remotely has to do with abortion um and so i i think it was unfortunately a pretty revealing reflection of where things are even with the supreme court
1: the abortion distortion Right. That, that's what that's what you're referring to. Right. And and why? I mean, um, you mentioned in your piece that uh, Brett Kavanaugh didn't join the dissenters. Uh, 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 Thomas did. Um, why is that the issue that there that creates a distortion?
5: Well, and you know, we should of course note that the fact that he didn't join the dissent doesn't necessarily mean that he um, agreed. With the other side, it simply meant that he was staying silent on the question. Um, But, you know, essentially, we've got a problem because of the way Roe versus Wade was decided. Um, Those justices were not being forward-thinking. They thought that they were going to solve the abortion question once and for all, and that it was going to go away. And, of course, the decades of court jurisprudence that have followed show that That's not what happened. It's become even more toxic. And the Supreme Court has unfortunately um, not really cleared things up too much with the existing jurisprudence. And so that distortion, this kind of strange logic that's been used over the years thanks to the reasoning of the Roe decision, has undermined states' ability to enact very, very basic common sense health and safety standards.
1: And um, how, much, how much money is the abortion industry still getting?
5: Well, we know specifically... From the government, Planned I mean. Sorry. We know specifically with Planned Parenthood that they get over half a billion taxpayer dollars every year. Um, and federal law prohibits that money from directly funding abortions, except in cases of rape and incest, um, life of the mother... However, money is fungible, and so that means that whatever money Planned Parenthood is getting from the government in one pot is freeing up money to be used for abortion in another pot.
1: And what percentage of Planned Parenthood's spending or uh, work is done with abortions?
5: Um. (laughs) Well, Planned Parenthood would like to tell you, at least in previous years, that it's only 3%, and that's Mm -hmm. thanks to an accounting gimmick where they are categorizing every single different discrete interaction that a person has with their provider as being a separate interaction. So they're essentially able to pad the numbers to minimize... um, how much of their work is abortion work. But just recently this month, Dr. Leanna Wynn, their new president, came out and said abortion is at the core of what Planned Parenthood does. Uh-huh. And I think that really says it all. It is the core of of their work and what they want to do.
1: Now I have another question and we're talking to Melanie Israel. She is a research associate at the Debo Center for Religion and Civic Society at the Heritage Foundation. And uh, you're, I, I hate to say that your specialty is abortion, but you deal with this subject a lot. Um, I see your picture here, and, and you are a young woman. And I'm I'm just wondering, uh, from a personal standpoint, people, your friends know what you do. And you associate with people your age. And I'm wondering if you have seen a difference in how women in your generation, are feeling about abortion from maybe what they were when you were younger and what they are now?
5: Sure. I I think that one thing that's so key is that people my age, millennials, we grew up in a time where the first picture of a sibling or a younger cousin um, was actually taken when that person was still in the womb. Yep. Um, Thanks to ultrasound technology, we quite literally have a window into the womb, and when you see a picture like that, the humanity is undeniable, Um, and we're seeing all the time wonderful stories about doctors being able to perform surgery. On babies in utero, mm-hmm. um, we're able to see the wonderful medical advances that are being made in NICUs across the country with babies who were born incredibly premature, and in the lengths that doctors and nurses are able to go to to protect that life um, and to save that life. And so, to kind of contrast that real world experience with the logic of abortion, um, it it really doesn't add up.
1: Gets tougher every day for him, doesn't it? As te- exactly. With the technology. Hey, Melanie, I really appreciate you uh, being on and uh, explaining all this stuff for us. Thanks a lot.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: Okay,
6: thank you. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm
1: Keith Peters in Washington. On the anniversary of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion in the U.S., Pro-life marchers gathered in the nation's capital urging that the Supreme Court ruling be overturned. These March for Life participants told SRN News they're encouraged by the strength of
0: the pro-life movement.
5: I always find it so heartwarming to see the huge crowds and just find that you're not alone. You're not the only one that thinks this way. You're not the only one that supports President Trump.
0: This is my first time coming to the march, and uh, we are here to be a witness for life, and it's encouraging to be around other witnesses. It gives people strength and courage to go forward. In taped video remarks, President Trump tells
6: supporters of the rally that they have a champion in the White House.
0: As president, I will always defend the first right in our Declaration of Independence, the right to life.
1: On
6: Wall Street, the up by 336 points, the NASDAQ rose 73, the s and advanced 35. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of this stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why this secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to onestockretirement.com. That's onestockretirement.com. Dennis Prager believes teachers unions are part of the problem.
3: One is allowed to chew gum and walk at the same time. Understand how destructive teachers unions are without having animosity toward all teachers. Teachers unions are destructive forces in America. They're dark forces. Sorry, some wonderful people are members of the dark force, the teachers union.
0: The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at three on AM twelve fifty. The answer.
2: Imagine your business being on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What could that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround, digital marketing that surrounds your potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. When they're on their computer, mobile phone, or tablet, your ad is there. When they attend a sporting event, conference, or concert, you're in front of them on their mobile device. When they walk into your competitor's store, your message entices them to visit you as well. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround total market penetration for increased roi learn more by logging on to SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers the original mattress factory's mission is simple we hand build quality mattresses in our local factories we sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands while the other guys have their gimmicks The Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself.
4: Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced.
0: Stuck in Travis? We've got the answer.
2: It's pretty solid on the Parkway East, outbound Boulevard of the Allies, out to Edgewood-Swissdale. Inbound slows down 2nd Avenue to the Fort
5: Pick Bridge. Inbound 376, you're heavy from Montour Run Road to 60, and some slowdowns. Outbound 28 from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. Inbound heavy from Fox Chapel Road to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
5: Cloudy tonight, low 24. Tomorrow, snow develops in the morning, then becomes mixed with sleet and freezing rain in the afternoon. There can be an inch or so of snow before the ice, high 32. Ice will change back to snow Saturday night. Total accumulation, four to eight inches, but higher amounts north of the city. Lows near 20. Perhaps a couple snow showers Sunday, windy with temperatures falling toward 10 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250. The answer.
0: This is the John Stacker Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
1: Hey, how about some sports on a Friday? Sort of, anyway. Uh, the Steelers aren't playing this weekend, and that means it was uh, an unsuccessful season for them. Um, and that says a lot about the success that they've had, obviously. But things were bad enough uh, this, at the end of the season, and really all season long, that Art Rooney II decided it would be a good idea to make the rounds with the media, maybe to calm people down a little bit. Maybe some there is a certain amount of hysteria out there. It's maybe not be may not be quite as bad as some people are saying it is. And a few days ago, he said he thought it was nonsense to refer to the atmosphere this year as a circus. He's been saying that in various places. Well, uh, you know, I have to kind of disagree with him. Uh, Art, you know, you started off training camp with your star player showing up in a helicopter, okay? A training camp—that's kind of a circus atmosphere, isn't it? It's training camp, okay. It's the day when the players show up, you know, to start to go to work. And he shows up in a helicopter. Now, you know, it's one thing. I think he drove. What he—he he drove in in a—I forget something. He came in in some other kind of a contraption. Uh, he drove in in something uh, Rolls Royce or something a while back. Anyway, that's one thing. But if you're going to land a helicopter, uh, you got to get permission. I mean, the cops have to know you're coming. You just don't. You just don't land a helicopter in an area where there are people hanging around. And he lands a helicopter out there in Latrobe at Saint Vincent. So um, that's a circus. Sorry, that's a circus atmosphere. And you know what? What's wrong with finding out that he's planning to do that and saying, uh, "Hey, Antonio, you know, how about no? How about we don't do that? Okay." And just tell him no. But, uh, you know, you sh- that this is this is the kind of stuff that adds to a circus atmosphere. And then you had the Le'Veon Bell fiasco. Will he, won't he show up? And then he doesn't after saying or at least implying or people thinking that he's going to show up multiple times. And he doesn't. That was a complete and total fiasco. And then Brown doesn't show up for practice, as everybody knows, the last week. And then goes on Instagram with uh, James Harrison um, right after that, and makes fun of his coach during his coach's um, pre- season-ending press conference. And then back uh, a few weeks before the end of the season, they were playing in Oakland. They had an x-ray machine machine incident that they couldn't get their quarterback's, um, what was it, his shoulder? I forget. Yeah, ribs, ribs. Mike, Aaron, you're good. Aaron's in there correcting me, and she knew it was ribs. I couldn't remember. Yeah, ribs. X-ray machine uh, problem out in Oakland. They fixed that. No, I didn't fix it, but they, you know, they screwed up the game. And Rocky Blyer goes on, uh, I think it was Instagram, anyway, he's out there on a video saying, I'm done with the Steelers, and rips just about everybody in the organization. Rocky Blyer does this? Uh, That's, you know, he's the last guy you would expect to do that. And then, would you rather be referred to as a circus or the Kardashians? Because um, Jesse James, the tight end, he said, "Our, our locker room is the Kardashians. I, a circus might actually be better for a locker room than, a, than the Kardashians uh, and the Steelers were a few plays uh, you know people can say well the Steelers were a few plays and maybe a couple of uh, maybe a couple of missed kicks from winning the division and that may be true uh, it is true actually but you know what so were the Browns uh, they were they, if they make a kick against the Steelers the first week of the season they beat the Steelers instead of tie them so uh, that that goes uh, uh, that can go any either way uh, things have been different around the Steelers for a while now, and I, I want to, what I want to do. Uh, the Joey Porter story. This this was this goes back three years that this kind of stuff was going on, and this is the kind of stuff that Art Rooney and and or somebody in the organization should have nipped in the bud. Maybe it was all Joey Porter, but I don't think it was. Remember, this is an assistant coach. This is what I wrote in my column in the Washington Observer Reporter, Indiana Gazette, and the Uniontown Herald-Standard. I'm now on the uh, TribLive.com doing my column on uh, Sundays, Mondays. But anyway, this is why I wrote uh, almost uh, two years ago, Exactly. You would think that most high school football programs would be thrilled to have a former Steeler as a head coach and the sons of the current head coach and one of his assistants as players. If there was a thrill for Cardinal World North Catholic, it's gone now. I'm, I'm reading this only because it, it's, it's better than to, to do this because it's organized. And in case you haven't heard this stuff before, Jason Gilden, a former Steeler outside linebacker who held the franchise sack record until James Harrison broke it this season, was the head coach. And he was fired shortly after the season ended. Soon after that, the sons of Mike Tomlin and his current outside linebacker coach, Joey Porter, transferred. So did Porter's nephew. It might be safe to say that there aren't many people in the North Catholic community who are sorry to see the parents go. And the source for this, by the way was as impeccable as a source can be. By all accounts, the kids weren't the problem. Joey Porter was allegedly a big problem. According to a source, an impeccable one, by the way, Porter made a spectacle of himself at home games and on the road, even though he was with his head coach at the time, not the school's head coach, Mike Tomlin. During a game at Riverside in October, Porter reportedly ran on the field to badger the officials. Remember now, I'm writing this, this is my column. Remember, he's a Steelers assistant coach and only a North Catholic parent. North Catholic was reportedly penalized 15 yards and officials asked the North Sewickley police to remove Porter. According to eyewitnesses, Porter told the cops, quote... If you want me to leave, it's going to take more than just you. This is the assistant coach. I'm throwing that stuff in. Back to the call. The officers working the game, the source said, had to call for extra help. Again. Again. An impeccable source. Porter then reportedly finally calmed down when the, referees threat, when the referee threatened North Catholic with forfeiting the game. Mike Tomlin was also at the game, but not involved in the disturbance. But Tomlin did, on at least one occasion, according to a witness, pay a visit to the North Catholic locker room and drop multiple expletives while trashing the officials. And during a home game at J.C. Stone Field, Tomlin and Porter were reportedly less than cooperative with Allegheny County Police when they were asked to move away from a fence where they were obstructing the view of some fans. The game ended before the cops had to remove them. Here's what an NFL coach or an NFL assistant coach should do in the stands at the high school football games of their children. Hide and shut up. That doesn't change if the head coach happens to be a former NFL player and or a former teammate. Have some respect for the officials, the opposing players, and the parents of your son's teammates, and be aware of the responsibility that goes with representing the Steelers in public. Sneak in, sneak out. Do whatever it takes to draw as little attention to yourself as possible. That would include not smoking cigars in a non-smoking stadium and causing fans to leave their seats, which Tomlin and Portland uh, Porter are said to have done at a playoff game in Butler. Comporting yourselves with dignity would seem like an even better idea when your boss is a graduate of the school where your kids are playing. Dan Rooney is a North Catholic alum, so is Steelers General Manager Kevin Colbert, who's on the board of directors. Tomlin and Porter deciding to take their kids out of North Catholic could mean a fight over their eligibility next season, stay tuned. Of course, there was no fight over uh, over their, uh, um, um That's my column. Um, of course, there was no fight over their eligibility. They were able to transfer no problem because which they which I I think this transfer rule is stupid and they should be allowed to, but that's a different story. But they uh, didn't have any problem at all. So that's what happened. So uh, that story uh, didn't get much play here in town. It got some. Uh, I got ripped on some talk shows for having a, an agenda. Um, after I wrote the column, and it was, um, it didn't, I don't think it made any of the TV newscasts. Nobody was asked about it. Uh, Joey Porter, I don't think, was asked about it. Uh, Art Rooney II was asked about it and dismissed it because it was anonymous sources. And that's another example of why I think there's a problem at at, at uh, Steeler headquarters. It was anonymous sources, yes, except for the part where I mention here, uh, uh, North Catholic was reportedly penalized 15 yards and official, officials asked the North Sewickley police to remove Porter. That's a that's not anonymous. That's the North Sewickley uh, police. Uh, all Dan Rooney would have had to do is pick up the phone, call the North Sewickley cops and say, Hey, uh, I heard this story about my guy causing a problem at one of your games. Is that true? And they could have told him. Now, Maybe he did that. But if he did it and they told him the same things they told me... Then he didn't do anything about it, and Joey Porter was still the coach until what two weeks ago when they fired him. Uh, so that's that's the the issue. Uh, one of the issues that the Steelers have is that, that that kind of stuff has been going on, and it shouldn't be. And uh, so I, I wrote about that on that column appeared January 29th twenty seventeen. So this stuff happened in the twenty sixteen football season, three years ago. Three three well, no, two football seasons ago that's when it happened, and um again, the source could not be more impeccable uh, I, I and I you know I couldn't reveal the source so uh this this story made uh, we had Phil mushkin on uh, from the New York uh, Post a few weeks ago, and I mentioned it to him he was talking about the Steelers and he actually remembered seeing the story had made it up to New York. But there was very little um, discussion of it here, not as much as it, it deserved, I don't think. It's an assistant coach going out onto the field, an assistant Steelers coach going out onto the field at his son's high school football game and having to be removed by the cops after he tells the cops when they come out that if you th- uh, are, want me to go, you're, it's going to need more than you guys, or whatever it was. If you want me to leave, it's going to take more than just you, meaning the couple of cops who came out. Um, that's that's what I was told by the cops, okay? That's what he said. And by the way, both uh, the, the um, Allegheny County cops who ha- uh, showed up at one game and the North Sewickley cops both told me, Oh, no, actually, the Norse-Wickley cops told me and a source told me uh, about the Allegheny County cops. Both police forces were upset with themselves for not arresting Joey Porter in and, and both cases. They, that, and and they, they let it be known a few days later that looking back on it, they should have just norse cops said they should have removed them. And I don't know about the, the Allegheny County cops. They, they They felt that he should have they should have at least gotten him out of the stadium. So that's what was going on with your assistant coach and, and he and some of the time while that was happening, the head coach was there with him. Not good, Not good look for the Steelers and uh, for, so you know when, you, when, all, when you, all that stuff was going on then Joey Porter, as you know, uh, not long after that, Joey Porter was arrested and taken to jail. For getting into a beef with a bouncer over on the south side at, a, at a, uh, a club over there and of course nothing happened he i think he was at work the next week and no problem so i mean how do you let that stuff go on in, in your organization and and then wonder why that there's things seem to be a little looser than they should be Well that that's just a little story about what happened with the steelers uh... When I come back, I'm going to tell you about a um, a quarterback at Oklahoma, and he has a chance to go play baseball. And the New York Daily News says the only reason he's not playing Major League Baseball is, of course, because Major League Baseball is
4: are you racist. To double for new windows, siding, or doors. If you haven't called Windows Are Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com.
5: At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org.
6: The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person.
5: There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you to think about is tax planning. We tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies. Depending on the value of the estate, these taxes range anywhere from four and a half to forty percent. So we tried to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to.
6: Hear more on Conti's Law Sunday morning at eight thirty. Here on the Answer for immediate help, visit ContiLawPgh.com. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase land. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with
1: certainty. Another way we can save
0: you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing
5: lender license in all 50 states NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
0: Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
1: So you know who Kyle Murphy is. He won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he was a, um, uh, a quarterback at Oklahoma, and he was the number one draft pick of the Oakland a- A's, athletics, whatever you want to call them. And the athletics already paid him a signing bonus, and he was going to go to minor leagues and play. And then not that long ago, uh, Murray said that he decided on football. Uh, Well, he didn't decide on football. He he decided to enter the draft, which could mean that he'll pick football. And he's expected to be a number one draft pick. Um, Well, the New York Daily News came out with a column today, and they basically insinuated that the reason that Murray would pick football over baseball is that baseball is, of course, racist. Murray being a black guy, um, baseball is racist because only 8.4 percent of the players in Major League Baseball are African American, and that, of course, the only explanation for that would be racism. Uh, and of course, the reason is not racism; it's be, it's a cultural thing. And baseball is beca- is much tougher to find. Uh, uh to uh, pay, kids, the kids just don't play baseball the way they used to, and it requires uh in in the in the Urban areas where there are fatherless kids, lots of them, it's kind of hard to get somebody to teach a kid how to play baseball. Guys my age and younger were taught how to play by their parents, by their their fathers in most cases. Anyway, I don't know. There's a cultural reason for it, and it actually would be much, if you ask me, he would be much smarter to choose baseball because he could make more money, he would have less chance of getting hurt. And um, he would play games instead of practice. Uh, I said the same thing when Bo Jackson uh, picked baseball many years ago and everybody was shocked. I wrote a column and said, it's a, a smart choice. What would you rather do, play a game every night and sit in the dugout and spit sunflower seeds or go to practice every day? Practice 250 days a year and play 16 games. I'd rather play the 162. Who wants to practice? So, that's so anyway, they've, they've decided that it's because it's it's uh, it's racism. And that brings me to another one. This is not related to that. and It's not sports, but I have to get this in. How much time I have, Aaron? OK, that's enough. I got enough time. Google employees. This is this. I'm, this is a good one to end the week on. Google employees melt down over the word. Are you ready? Family, you know, like family. F.A.M.I.L.Y. That's right. Uh, a Google executive sparked a fierce backlash from employees by using the word "family" in a complete in a company-wide presentation. Now, just imagine that you had been in a coma for like 15 years, and you woke up today and you read that. A sparked a fierce backlash by using the word "family," and that's all you saw. You go, "Well, how could that? How could that be?" Well. This is according to the Daily Caller. Many Google employees became angry that the term was used while discussing a product aimed at children because it implied that families have children. The documents show the backlash grew large enough that a Google vice president addressed the controversy and solicited feedback. Listen, uh, employees, uh, I'm really sorry about using the word family. I'd like to get some feedback from you on that. Um, So... Uh, One employee stormed out of the March 2017 presentation after a presenter continued to show unicorn product features which continually use the word family as a synonym for household with children, he explained in an internal thread. That employee posted an extended rant and you ready for the rant and it was well received by colleagues. This is diminishing and disrespectful. This is a diminishing and disrespectful way to speak. If you mean children say children. We have a perfectly good word for it, family friendly, used as a synonym for kid friendly means to me you and yours don't count as a family unless you have children and while kids may often be less aware of it there are kids without families too, you know. The use of family as a synonym for with children Are you ready? Has a long-standing association with deeply homophobic organizations. So if you have ever used family as a synonym for, you know, with children, you are deeply homophobic. This does not mean we should not use the word family to refer to families, but it means we must doggedly insist that family does not imply children. Even the sense suitable for the whole family, which you might think is unobjectable, is totally wrong, too. It only works if we have advanced shared conception of what the whole family is, and that is almost always used to mean a household with two adults of opposite sex in a romantic sexual relationship with two or more of their own children. Why two? How about one? Uh, Anyway, if you mean that as a synonym for suitable for all people, stop and notice the extraordinary unlikelihood of such a thought. So suitable for the whole family doesn't mean all people. It means all people in families, which either means that all those other people aren't in families, or something even worse. Use the word family to mean a loving assemblage of people who may or may not live together and may or may not include people of any particular age. Stop using it to mean children. It's offensive offensive inappropriate, homophobic, and wrong. You know what my answer to that is for the end of the week? No. See you
0: Monday. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.